the wire. Blog Talk Radio. You can't do anything right, Richard. Everything's a disaster, Richard. You ruined my life, Richard. That's not a real dragon, Richard. Well, you know what? Galavan may not believe in you, but I do. I super believe in you, Tad Cooper. Hey, little fella, I know just what you're thinking. Nobody gets you or sees what you could be. But pluck up your courage and turn that frown up. Soon we will eat this entire town up. Then they believe in my dragon pal and me. That's right, little fella. We'll leave those doubters blinking. We're gonna show them a thing or two or three. Imagine the wonder that will inspire when we are setting their heads on fire. Then we'll be even, my dragon pal and me. We'll rise up and open their eyes up. We'll light the skies up. And rain destruction and death on their wives and kids. So when little fella, you feel your heart is sinking. Just you remember one day we'll make them see. And when they are watching completely flipped out, as their intestines are being ripped out, they'll all look up to us, then I guarantee. They believe in my dragon pal and me. They believe in me. They believe in me. I must warn you, I have a dragon. Welcome to another edition of Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, a podcast from the Speak Girl perspective. That got too loud. I am the head hauntress, and welcome to our last quote unquote regular episode of Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches for the season. Woo! Last one before the madness starts. Last one where we talk about geek culture and what's happening before we switch gears and go full-on horror for the next month or so. Uh, six weeks, actually, for me, if you think about it. But first, let me bring on my sexy witches. My first sexy witch tonight co-host resides in Clifton Forge, Virginia, a regular of the EastCon Horror Circuit, my partner in crime. She's a horror fan and a self-professed super fan of the Marvel Universe. You can find her in a featured zombie role in Plan 9 for Outer Space or at your local media convention. Please welcome to the show my sexy porn witch, Erin Marie. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well. How are you? Long time no see. I know. It was just seems like yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I just saw you yesterday. So uh, you were up here. Oh, I that's talk right. about that. We're going to talk about that in about 15 minutes or so um, and talk about our adventures in Colonial Theater at Phoenixville, Pennsylvania at Italian Splatterfest, which is something we've been doing on a regular basis for the last couple of years. But first, first things first, I have to introduce, guess what? A new correspondent. Are you ready? Aaron, so ready. Hold, so ready. Hold on to your butt because you actually know this person. So, I do. Um, 
Yeah, tonight's theme, ladies and gentlemen, and sexy witches, is going to be dragons. Yes, dragons. Not dragons in film per se, but dragons in film, literature, and television, but also in inspiration. And our sexy witch of the Southwest has finally been able to give us a call and give us a recap of Dragon Con, the largest fantasy media convention in the country that happened last end. Everyone who was everyone in Atlanta was there, and a lot of other people were there, too. So first things first, please welcome to the show the sexy witch of the Southwest, Mrs. Raina Larissa. Welcome hey! to the sexy witches. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Raina, I'm so excited. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm kind of losing my voice, so I do apologize. Of course, the one night that I decide to do this, I don't have a voice. Oh, it's post-con voice. Concred. Concred. The entire episode voted to Concred this year. So we know where you're at. So please, before you lose your voice, and we're only going to talk to you for about 10 minutes or so and let you get back to your gargling of bourbon or whatever you need to do to survive. Um, (laughs) uh, So you were at Dragon Con this weekend, and let us know what the show was like. Okay, do you want the truth or do you want the half truth <laughs> the truth the start, whole down and dirty okay, truth start with start with the positive first okay. it's always good to give the, the plus sides first when you're doing a, a, a report like this but it's also honest to be honest uh, i wanted to talk to you about that horrible chair incident uh for example oh i heard about that <laughs> yeah i know Oh, my God. But, but anyway, so we'll talk about that really quick. Um, but let's start with positive. And when you start at the beginning, when you get to the end, stop. Okay, absolutely. Okay, so positive is I've been going to Dragon Con since 2010. So I uh, believe it, it ended yesterday. It actually ended Monday, so it's still fresh in my mind. So this was my seventh Dragon Con. And I've been going since I was 18 years old. I'm 25 now, which is kind of a huge age difference. Um, I like Dragon Con a lot because I see people from all over the world that I only see once a year. And you get, you party a lot, obviously. That's where my voice is gone. No, definitely the best part of conventions. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Especially, um... Let's see. The costumes are phenomenal, but I'm the type of person that I feel like I miss out on the great costumes because I stay out really, really early in the morning, and then I sleep until, you know, the sun almost goes down. And (laughs) so I miss all the costumes that are are only usually, like, once-a-day costumes. But I did feel really good. It was Lady Onella from the one that's the huge... Um, she was 85 years old, right? Yes. She was phenomenal. She was such a sweet person, and I actually met her in the elevator. And nice. I was just like, holy, can we curse? Are we allowed to curse? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. okay. Fuck yeah. Okay, cool. Because I was like, holy fuck, this is amazing. Holy shit. You're, a, the meme in, you're the meme coming to life. And it was just great. And like I said, it's just. It's just a place that, unlike, you know, going to horror cons where the people are just strictly one genre, I feel like, with the horror conventions, 
Dragon Con is you, yeah, you get a really day. great variety. Yeah, it's been I have a, a huge I, melting pot. I have a friend who cosplays in Atlanta, and Dragon Con is like his big thing every year. And uh, oh, yeah. I think he did. I think he did Luke Cage, um, Friday oh and Saturday. Yeah, he's like oh six God. foot four. He's a big dude. <laughs> he looks like he's, he's built Luke like Luke Cage. Him <laughs> and his brother both are. But anyway, <laughs> they both cosplay for a living. One of them does. I saw his brother do Green Lantern, and I think, oh my God, it was amazing. Hal Jordan. Oh no, Moses. So. Moses does Green Lantern too, but he's he just got like green contacts for it, so it's, it looks really great. It must have been him then. So yeah, I saw that. So, so Raina, uh, tell me. I know you said you sleep in, so you miss most of the paneling and stuff like that. So, can you comment on it at all? Can you report from other people and what they did? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so a lot of my friends went to a panel. I actually ended up going to two panels, which was a little bit less than I wanted to. But my, you know, I'd rather not be hungover. And miserable. I'd rather sleep in and re-energize. So the first panel I went to was a Buffy panel, and Yay! It had, yeah, it had Cordelia and Glory. Wasn't Nicholas Brendan there? He he wasn't at the panel because this was the ladies of Buffy, which is even better. But he was there. He was there as a surprise guest. Which was really interesting because it wasn't announced that he was going to be there. He was just like, "Hey, I'm at Dragon Con." Was Was Juliet <laughs> Landau there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, which oh, one? Drusilla. Julie, Drusilla. No, Drusilla. Drusilla was not there, but Darla was. Nice. Which is Billy Benz, and I love her. And it was just a really good. It was just a really good panel because the questions were great. There was actually a little girl. The, I think she was one of the first questions she was asking the ladies. I'm starting middle school soon, and do you have any advice for me on how to deal with bullies? And it was just, it was just really good advice. Um, I think Cordelia basically said, you know, just know that that person is a broken person inside, and they may be dealing with a really bad home life, and they're projecting it out because they're alone and they feel scared which is almost like a cliche you know answer for a bully do you want to know a fun fact about uh, would you like to know a fun fact about charisma carpenter okay um she was on the short list to play wonder woman really yeah yeah oh my god she's such a babe she would have been she awesome is, as Wonder Woman. She is. She's gorgeous. Oh my god! I, I, yeah, she would have been I, I, phenomenal. And and I just started Lydia, my daughter, my youngest, on Buffy. We're on the third season now. We just started the second episode, so I'm like, yeah, oh, she was almost late coming. <laughs> Rena, she was late coming on air almost by four seconds because she forgot she was watching Buffy. Oh no. <laughs> Buffy's a good distraction, but, you know, the good thing exactly. about Buffy is you can always return to it. I'm <laughs> interested so, I'm interested in if you made, like, any panels with Zachary Levi. Did you get to meet him at all? Because uh, <laughs> I was such a Chuck junkie. Beautiful. Me too. And so, yes, I did get to meet him. 
but unfortunately it was a costly price to take a photo with him. It was eighty dollars. But it was oh also in the charity, which was wonderful. But I did well, not have nice. $80 cash, so I did not yeah. get a photo with him. But I had a really good conversation with him. We talked about Chuck. We talked about how far oh, he's come nice. because he was, in, he was in Less Than Perfect. It was an old, I believe it was an ABC TV show. I, I don't remember Less Than Perfect. Press. Yeah, exactly. And I just talked to him about, like, how fucking beautiful he was in person. He's just this tall, uh, handsome, well-spoken man, and then this was the first time. Nice. This was the first time I met him. Yeah, it was. It was great. I mean, I would. I would not have. You know, I would oh, not see, in any danger. I went there. to Fandom Fest <laughs> in Kentucky, in Louisville, Kentucky, in 2013. And I met Adam Baldwin, and I told him, I was like, okay, everybody loves Firefly, and it was a great show, but I have to say thank you for playing, like, my favorite character on TV of all time. <laughs> and on Chuck. John Casey. Yeah. And he gave, me, he gave me a big hug, and he's like the size of a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I have no pictures of that interaction, but it was like one of my favorite convention interactions ever. Exactly. It's such a memorable experience. Like, yeah, it's lovely, you know, to have a picture to keep gazing at, but I enjoyed, we actually, um, so Zachary Levi went, is, went through a divorce shortly, a little bit ago, and I did ask him some advice. I said, hey, I know it's really personal, but I'm currently going through something similar. Do you have any advice? And he was like, therapy, therapy, therapy. And never lose yourself for one person. Always know yeah. who your true self is. And it was just amazing. It was just really sweet, Erin. You know that. Oh, yeah, I do. Such, it was such a good was such a good experience and I I was like, I promise I'm not gonna cry and he's like, No, it's okay and I was like, I'm I'm you know trying to you know, figure everything out with my life. I'm twenty five and he was like, You've got your whole life and I was just like, I really appreciate you talking to me. And, I'm, again, I'm so sorry for bringing up, like, a, you know, a messy situation in your life. And it's like, no, but therapy is really helping me. And, you know, just know that you're not alone. And just know, because basically what I said was I finally had the courage of leaving a piece of shit human being. And he was like, first of all, no one's a piece of shit. Everyone is just broken. Something happened in their, that person's life that just affected them and they are not able to cope with it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, but he doesn't know anything. He, I, I, you know, I didn't want to say, hey, Zachary, this is what happened. No, I wasn't going to say that. Yeah, so exactly. I like, yeah, I and, you know, I try and look out for the best in everyone. I try and understand if, you know, when you have a con experience, and there are some people at cons that, you know they're just there for the money. They're not there to interact with fans. They just want to take your money. And sometimes I have that negative impact, and I'm like, God, that person's an asshole. And I just keep telling people that. And then I actually spoke to someone. I'm not going to say who was the asshole because that person is no longer with us. But Aww. they were like, you know, he he's just a grumpy old man. And I was like, yeah, that's true. But he was just. He was just kind of rude, but you have to, I just understand that they've been doing cons a lot longer than I have, and you don't know if someone pissed in their Cheerios or not. 
So I just kind of yeah, take interactions exactly. with celebrities. Yeah, I take interactions with celebrities like with a grain of salt. So, well, I always I always approach them with something like personal and flattering. That way, I always kind of like uh, enter on the best footing with them. I've only had maybe one or two fun. bad interactions. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> that's how it's bad. But, uh, what, yeah. Aaron, can, Aaron can like vouch when I meet a celebrity. I get really like blah 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 blah. But I always try to, in my mind, in theory, have one question. And one thing I love them in. Like, those are the two things I like to bring to the table. You know, what's the one question I have a chance if I had them a panel or I get to see them in person? And and what was awesome about that is I got on the panel and and met Ron Perlman that one time and I got to answer, ask both my questions, which was awesome. Oh my God. (laughs) Ron Perlman is beautiful. He's huge. His hands as big as my my face. Like when he took and my and hand, he's surprisingly it was like, short. Yeah, but he's really? Funny. He's like, Rrr! you know, like a bear. Yes, he looks like a fucking like, bear. Uh, like seriously, when we saw him um, last year, uh, he, he was like sitting behind, or I thought he was sitting behind his table, and he was coming around the table to like take a picture with someone, and I thought he was going to stand up, but he didn't. He was like literally my size. <laughs> he's, he's like like Danny That's Trejo, so like 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 on t- on film they look massive, not so much in person, but he's still got huge shoulders and huge hands. Like like the man has still got girth. So you know, I would still not take Ron Coleman <laughs> in a fight ever. But no, let's never. Back, <laughs> let's. I digress. Let's get back to um, Raina because yeah, I know sorry. she has to go. And, and no, it's no, okay. I'm, I'm we digress on this show a lot. Um, so we talked about good positive things and your geek out moment sounded wonderful. Uh, so you said there were some, some truths you wanted to mention. So go ahead, tread lightly. Cause we want people on dragon con to come on our show, but, no, absolutely. but, we're, honest. Okay. but we're honest. You know, we, we don't like, yeah. we, we always, we always make our positive criticisms of our shows. Even scares that cares isn't always <laughs> off the hook. And we and those guys get a pass because they're nonprofit. So go ahead. Okay. So I guess one thing that stuck out with me this year's Dragon Con was it's getting so massive that it's not about. I I actually stole this from someone's uh, status that I've known them for a really long time. I'm not going to name drop name drop them, but she had a point. She basically said that. She's been going to DragonCon for years, and it's just not becoming about more about costumes anymore. It's about coming. I don't know. It's just basically. It was really chaotic. Like I've never, in my seven years of DragonCon, never had, never heard of an, an incident where someone was significantly injured by something that wasn't an accident. This was something that was a deliberate thing. Like the person. I don't know, or persons grabbed those chairs from the 10th floor of the Marriott and threw them down where there were hundreds of people. Like, who in their right mind thinks that that's a great idea? No, it's not It's not a, some type of, you know, malicious act, but it was just drunkenness, and it could have been easily avoided. And I'm so glad that um, I think her name was Kelly McDaniel. She's having a speedy recovery. And then there was another lady that actually got injured. And unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, I didn't see the incident happen, 
but I spoke to several people around that actually saw it happen. And I don't know how I could have dealt with that because it's just, like I said, Dragon Con for seven years, it's been my sanctuary. It's been a place where I don't have too many close friends in my area. I'm too nerdy for some people. I have really bizarre, like, taste in costumes, and I like crazy mashups, and Dragon Con's just been, like, that home for me. And just to have someone, you know, fuck shit up in your house is just, it just unacceptable. You you to, yeah, it's just like what? Who's who's gonna say that that's not gonna happen again next year or at any other con? And the thing with Dragon Con is it's getting so big. I believe the last time I checked, which could have been years ago, it was the second under San Diego Comic Con. And San Diego Comic Con is just known for massive lines, just people, you know, spending hundreds and thousands of dollars on getting pictures with celebrities. Not really. I've, I know there are some people that dress up for San Diego Comic-Con, but it's not a costuming con anymore. It's more than that. And I I like that, but then I also don't because Dragon Con was one of my first big cons. I went to a tiny con in Birmingham, Alabama in 2010, and me and my dad decided to go to Dragon Con for the first time. And it was just, it just opened my eyes to new possibilities and just people expressing themselves to their favorite characters. And it was just a wonderful experience. And I hold Dragon Con dear to my heart. And I will keep going every year because of how much it means to me just to have that area where I've met so many amazing people, so many friends. I've had so many random celebrity encounters. And it's just, I met. Um, who did I? I met Robert England in the elevator at my second Dragon Con, and he was one of the people that nice. I really wanted to meet. And it was just wonderful. <laughs> That's awesome. That was the same way with uh, John Barrowman in the elevator for me. Yeah. Oh my God, John. <laughs> you can. You meet the best people phenomenal. in the elevator. <laughs> no, I've met so, so many people in the elevator. I accidentally insulted Phil King this year in the elevator. It scares it cares. He plays the Night King on Game of Thrones. Uh, oh so, my God! You uh, insulted yeah. him? What'd you say? Oh. It, I wasn't actually talking about him. I was actually saying I didn't want to. Uh, it, it, the context was out of context. I was referring to a podcast, and I'm like, I don't want to talk about Game of Thrones this week. That was like, but and I didn't realize he was in the elevator with that because the elevator was full and I didn't see him get off the elevator until after I got off so oh no and you were like oh, I shit. turned around and saw he was there Aaron's sitting right next to him knows who he is didn't warn me <laughs> but anyway I wasn't paying attention to you I was like lost in my own little glow of like I know, hey you were just hey Paul glowering at him he didn't say hey no hey, I was Nike, like Nike. No, I was like, hey, hey, Paul, winter's coming. <laughs> winter's here. He had a good laugh about that, though, which was great. So, Look, you know, Rena, I want to say something about this whole tear thing. I have a feeling this is an isolated incident. It was a stupid spur-of-the-moment thing, and, and I know why they did it, which is stupid, because they're drunk and it's not an excuse because that is fucking, a, you know, second-degree murder if that person has <clears throat> died, uh, you know, and they're lucky. And I want to say something about cosplayers. I guess it is good to wear Loki hats because Loki's horns literally saved this woman's life. 
uh, they, they're saying that because she was cosplaying as Loki, it didn't yeah, change directly, and, and it saved her life, saved her freaking life, which is amazing, actually, if you think about it. Because, so you know, I've been in that hotel, I've been in there, and that was, I can't even imagine something coming down from that height. It must have been terrifying. Exactly. And just, and cosplay saves lives. Like, that'll be my slogan for Dragon Con. Cosplay. Next year, yes. Cosplay saves lives. All right, Raina, I'm going to let you go. Thank you for being on the show and giving us, and you're welcome. And this is just beginning because you were always, we've always been planning to bring you into the coven of our sexy witches here as a correspondent. Yes. So when you want to talk about anything you're doing, call in and we will dish because that's what this show is about. So. We really appreciate you calling in finally. Uh, we've had to try to get on the show before, and we couldn't work it out, and I'm so glad it finally worked out. I think so it was Texas Frightmare last year. Yes, it was which you might need a person for that. South by Southwest. South by Southwest, I love people to talk about South yes. by Southwest. But, oh, my God, it's like my favorite festivals. But, anyway, that's, that's down the road next season, season four. Anyway, talk to you later. We're going to talk dragons, yes. and you're welcome to listen in. I know, but save your voice. Enjoy your con cred. <laughs> get it out of your system. Thank you so much, ladies. And it was so good hearing your voice, Erin. Are you going to be at Spooky? I'm not going to make Spooky, but I will be at Walker Stalker. So I'm going to be Atlanta at the end of October. Okay, well, come to Days of the Dead then, because I don't do Walker Stalker. <laughs> oh, but you can come to the hotel and hang out. Okay, I will. It was so yeah. really nice speaking to you. Is it Elizabeth, correct? Yeah, yes. it's my Liz. Call me Liz. Liz, okay. It was so fun. It was so great meeting both of you again. And thank you so much for having oh. me. And I will definitely listen in. And yeah, just keep me in mind anytime you want me to talk. I love this. This is fun. It's like a three way. <laughs> exactly. Oh. <laughs> well, fabulous. So I'm going to ask you to hang up because for some reason I can never hang up people on this show. For, until the very end. So, but you have a good yeah, one. Yeah, absolutely no problem. All right, bye. No problem. Bye. bye. Have a good bye. So that was if she's still there, but I still will talk about. Now. Oh, there she goes. Bye, Raina. That was Raina Larissa of Austin, Texas, and she is now our. She's all. We already were planning this, but now this is our first call as the sexy witch of the Southwest with a recap of Dragon Con in Atlanta. And we'll talk to her. She's going to be at Spooky Empire at the end of the month. Maybe we'll have her on do recap. Uh, but first things first, my regular correspondent, uh, well, I'm sorry, correspondent, regular co-host, excuse me, <clears throat> co-host from Seattle, Washington, is now going to join us. She couldn't join us the first half, but she's here to join us for our main subject tonight. And who is this? Well, this person is from Seattle, Washington. She is an extreme horror geek and a published author. Look for her writings in Livy Dead magazine. She creates bone art, like bone art, literally bones, painted. It's awesome. For her, from her, for her store envy page, Meryl Minded Crafts. And she recently published Jump Scares Number Nine on her popular YouTube channel. Please welcome to the show the sexy wear witch Queenie Ty. How you doing? <laughs> I don't know. If it's <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, no, and now I can. Right, okay, cool. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for coming on the show. How are you feeling? 
I'm hanging in there. It's been a crazy day. Very crazy day. I'm a little stressed out, but it's okay. I'm here. All right. Well, we're going to talk about it. I'm ready to talk dragons. Right? I have talk a list. Talk some dragons. Uh, I'm uh-huh. so not. I have my list. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's okay, two. I'm fully <laughs> unprepared. <laughs> See, I really wish you would prepare because I was talking about this with you yesterday. Uh, I yesterday. know, and I meant person. to talk to you about. I meant to talk to you about, like, actual dragons because, like, seriously, I can't remember that many. Because okay, how about dragons? I, I have it. Dragons. They'll probably come I, to you as we talk about it. I know. Yeah, dragons in so, film and television, it's just they're so spread out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, but, yeah, you know what? I actually found this list to be harder than I was expecting because I easily popped down 15 number, fifteen dragons immediately that I could think of just at the top of my head because I brainstorm sometimes. You know, I write my one, two, and three, and then I brainstorm the rest and kind of shuffle them around and stuff. But I did get a list I'm pretty happy with. So how about this? Erin Marie and Queenie. I'm going to take a two-minute break to get my notes. And Erin Marie... I want you to grab, before I do this, grab a pencil and a piece of paper, and I just want you to write down the five dragons that come to your head. doesn't matter if you like them or not, just put down five and see what comes out of you, because that's always interesting, too. Sometimes not thinking about it comes out with more honest answers. So, sound like a deal? I can always, always think of three. Three? Okay, three well, you got three. Three to four. So. All right, so I'm going to play two minutes. You think about it, and we'll come right back, and we'll start with our chat. Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches. It is 9.30 and we are searching topics. We are going to talk about Italian horror 
at the top of the community calendar. So Erin Marie and I will save our splatter fist quick recap for that because there's a lot of Italian horror about to talk about this week because this also happens to be Italian Horror Week on Facebook. Uh, but before that, we're going to talk about our main topic, which is dragons. We thought with Dragon Con and all of us are huge fans of beasties and monsters, why not talk about our favorite dragons? And we're not just talking about dragons in television or TV film, though definitely both those mediums. But it could also be comic books or it could also be literature. Uh, definitely literature because there's some amazing dragons in books. And my first dragon was in a book. So uh, so we're going to do it as our uh, we do every once in a while called our sexy uh, – ah, I can't even speak here. I, wanna, I have a secret to tell you, sexy, which is when I said I was getting my notes during the music break, I was lying. I was actually getting more coffee. <laughs> so I knew that. The trail. So I know. Isn't that terrible? Anyway, so where was You're I awesome. about – where was that? It was like dragons. We're going to do yes, our sexy witch. Our round robin. Yep, yep. our sexy witch round go. robin, which is something round I've been doing robin. for a while. Yum. I can't say it. I should make a, 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 I should make a little blurb for that. Sexy witch round robin or something, you know. It can't sound like something very enough. Yeah, so we'll have to figure that one out. But um, sexy, so a sexy witch, witch round, round robin. robin. This is how it works on the Sexy Witches. We write before we come on air, theoretically, which isn't really how it worked this time. Um, we, we write a top ten of our favorite animals and t- a, a favorite subject and then two honorable mentions. So in this case, dragons. So ten dragons, two honorable mentions. Now we're only going to read the top five on air starting now in one at a time. But if one, a dragon has been chosen by somebody else, you're welcome to take from six through ten or one of your honorable mentions. You mentioned those in the, in the, uh, instead. So, and we do that to number one. And believe it or not, it is a, one almost becomes irrelevant because usually somebody has already talked about it. So it's not really about the countdown. It's about making sure we cover all the dragons we can. So <laughs> without further ado, Queenie, can you start us off? Sure. Let's see. Um, number five. For me, for me, my number five would be D&D dragons. Because they come in so many colors and so many different abilities. You can have poison dragons. You can have diamond Yay. dragons. Like, all the dragons. You can get, like, worms, dracoliches. Like, all sorts of variations of dragon. Because gamers love My dragons. monster. Monster manuals are still some of my favorite books of all times. I love books with lists. Yeah. And there's tons of dragons. And and Fun. shout out, even though it's Tiamat is one of the coolest dragons ever. And that's a D&D dragon. Ooh. So, yeah, Tiamat, is which is a, the seven-headed dragon of the underworld, one of the most powerful beings in any planet or any any plane of existence. So I get that. I get that immensely. What's your favorite color dragon, Queenie? Black. Because they are the scariest Black-y. of dragons. <laughs> they, they are the are nastiest. They They're are they lightning or are they poison? I, I think remember. they are lightning. I think they're lightning. But I can't be sure. It's been years, yeah, so I can't remember. Yeah. But so, you know, he is like, 
there's like um, a really popular black dragon. I can't remember the name of it in D and D. That's like a king of all dragons, and you do not want to cross him. He will destroy your world. <laughs> black dragons. I I actually yeah. always like. I've always been partner to the platinum dragon because I always like because he's a he's the good king. He's the opposite of the black yeah. dragon you were talking about. He's yeah, there's a, a king <laughs> and a queen black dragon. Yeah, looking him yes. up. I'm so to many variations of dragons. Oh my god! I, I, I so I'm so glad you actually brought up D and D dragons because uh, well, I'm a, I didn't I'm gamer on, nerd. <laughs> well, I didn't put them on my list, and and I was like, but but I should have anyways because honestly, most of the dragons, with the exception of one very specific dragon that D and D was influenced by, which I did include yeah. on my list. Nice. All the dragons have to bow to the monster manuals of of, of advanced D and D. Just have to. Absolutely. The dragons there, the dragons there are the best dragons ever. They're the best descriptions. It gave us it gave us it gave us a sense of order that we've never had before. <laughs> you know? And they oh, always so is, you always you always felt like a big ahead. hero if you could take out a dragon. You know what I mean? Like it was like the big oh deal. God. But but you often didn't. I mean, the dragons would fuck up your group. You don't want to, you know, they would always fuck up your group. I had a dragon and a pit fiend uh, fight once in a in a uh, in a D and D adventure I ran once upon a time, and 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 just the sheer amount of collateral damage almost destroyed the the party. Like they weren't even oh, part I of bet. the fight. <laughs> I had yeah. rolling damage. Rolling damage. Oh, yeah. Rolling damage. <laughs> it was really horrible. I once tried to take a dragon on, only once, and it killed my whole party. Just like, yeah. <laughs> we were all dead. My friend. So I tried. He, he always, you know, it's like critical roll. You roll the one, and that's it. It's, it's over, right? Yep. You know. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, well, great. Awesome. D&D dragons and Gary Gygax. I mean, I still have my red book, and on the red book, there's a red dragon, which is your basic classic old-school fire-breathing dragon, of course. Yeah. So you got to give shout-outs to the red fire-breathing dragon. Hell yeah. Because they, the, they are the base dragon of all dragons. So, Erin uh, Murray, have you ever played D&D in your life? Absolutely. I was a big D&D geek in high Woo! school and college. Yeah. I like red. I like the red dragons. You're like classic. Dragons. He is classic. I like yeah. how um, they are poisonous. I am right about that. I still haven't figured out what they breathe. I'll, I could go downstairs and get my monster manual and look it up. But, you know. That'd now, be cool. Now, bef- mine's in the hallway. I, 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 <laughs> mine's downstairs in the basement. I'm a little worried that if I leave <laughs> my, my Bluetooth, I go beep, 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 and then I lose. Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Well, I I will, after the show is over, go and double check what, like, what the they breathe. Because I have to. Let me know what you find out. I'm pretty sure it's lightning. Blue dragons are lightning. Green dragons are chlorine gas, which I always thought was terrifying. Uh, White dragons are lightning, lightning or ice depending on what kind of white dragon. Like the white dragon in Game of Thrones is a light is not an ice dragon. I want to point that out right now. He's not ice. He's an undead oh. white dragon. What W I T. Oh, so, I haven't seen it uh, yet. Yes, okay. 
I'm sure it's awesome. it's interesting, and and I'm sh- and they might actually come up in the top five. And actually, it's funny because I deliberately excised the uh, Game of Thrones from my list. There was a couple of dragons, like the D and D dragons. And, you knew it would come up. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I wanted to bring up some other dragons that surprisingly, like I actually usually make a rule about dragons that I don't like them if they're friends to humans, with the exception of that boy <laughs> dragon trope. Some of those stories can kick ass. Like, 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 like Pete's dragon. Yeah, yeah I, away. I have three friendly dragons on my list. Actually, four friendly cool. dragons on my list. I was really surprised. I think I've so anyway. got at least one. <laughs> oh, I've got two. I've yeah, got two. Uh, the top three, though, not friends. No. Not no. Friends <laughs> one, of, one, one, of my top, one of my top three is a friendly dragon. Ah, well, well, let's go ahead. Let's start with one of let's yours. Be friendly Amber. then. Go. You, what do you want? My number five or my number four? <laughs> Your number five, please. Your number five. <coughs> Pardon me. My number five has to be um, the Jabberwocky from Alice in Wonderland, specifically the. Yes. Nice. Specifically. I love <laughs> Specifically the, specifically the 86 uh, TV miniseries that they played for like five years running at Easter time. It was such a great one. It had like um, Carol, not Carol King, um, Carol Channing as like the white queen. And I, it was fucking good. But the Jabberwocky terrified my brother. <laughs> well, I... That's an excellent, interesting choice. Uh, it, it's a question if the Jabberwocky is actually a dragon, but he definitely is a dragon friend, um, you know, influenced. Uh, I actually, like, I had to, I I had to look him up. I had to look him up. He's he actually a, a green dragon. He's a green dragon. Interesting. Well, so I didn't know that. That yeah, definitely counts. Yeah, I always thought counts. he was a dragon. I, 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 it, it, well, he looks kind of like a dragon. He acts like one. He's definitely yeah. a monster. Uh, that's the other thing I wanted to say I excised from my list. I don't have any kaiju on my list because I consider kaiju its own different set of monsters. So You don't think Godzilla's a dragon? Got, got <laughs> similarities, but no, he's closer to a dinosaur. Okay. But if someone had him on his list, I would understand it. What you know about Dagora? Which one? Gamora? Gamora, I think is. Yeah, that's a dragon, he's, right? He's a fi- he's a fire breathing turtle. Oh, okay, never mind. Close enough. He's reptilian in nature. Kaijus are their own set of monsters. That's what I'm saying. I put kaiju in their own Fair little enough. place in the world, and and maybe at some point we'll do a top ten uh, around Robin on our favorite kaiju monsters. That would be awesome. Oh, that would be Make fun. All... Hey, we got a caller. Should I bring him on? Hello. Yay. Yay. All right. Hey, guys. So, hey, How you doing? Sexy witches. It's, 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 your, it's your favorite sexy warlock, I guess. No, you're no the sexy Who warlock is our co-spot, Aaron Coken, but you are the oh, Coken man. Tom. Yeah. Of the Tom. How are you ladies? I Token Tom. 
<laughs> I like that. Token Tom. Don't you want to be, goddammit? Do you have a list for the dragons? On this show. I have some dragons that are favorite dragons of mine that I don't think you guys have mentioned. Well, we just started. Oh, well, we just got started. <laughs> do, You're welcome okay. to dial in. Queenie, are you welcome to dial in Tommy? Because he would go right now if we were going to do him. Or should we tell him to yeah, go he away? He can right. join in. Making sure. Because, well, I I mean, like he it. is the token. The more the merrier. All right. All right. Oh, I just got started a heavy metal band, so... Fabulous. Okay, well, we have just started, and Aaron, Marie, and, and Queenie both gave their first two. And Queenie Todd said the, the Dragons of Dungeons and Dragons, which was an excellent choice. And then uh, Aaron, yeah, also TMF excellent choice. Uh, the Jabberwocky from Lewis Carroll books. So, what is your number five? Well, I had Tiamat from the D&D books. Nice. So, there you go. High five, bro. Yeah, Tiamat's, like, yeah, Tiamat's like the ultimate bad guy in that universe to me. And it actually influences a lot of what I write. So, yeah, Tiamat. Wait, hold on, I gotta see. So, Tiamat. <laughs> oh, Thank by you. the way, Queenie, I found out, yeah. I finally found what a black dragon's breathe, what breath weapon is, and I couldn't remember. It's yeah, acid. acid. Totally acid. Oh yeah. So yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. No, I I don't yeah, know why I can remember yeah. that. So well, so Tiamat. Since we already talked about Tiamat briefly, um, would you like to bring? Do you have a larger list? Would you like to bring an honorable yeah. mention or yeah. something more obscure up? No, I have more. I have more that I've got. Right. You said it's a top five list, right? Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, this is. Yeah, but like the, and all our round robins, if you if we read one that we've already mentioned, like we actually Queenie and I actually talked oh, okay. briefly about Tiamat, you're welcome to bring something from lower on your list or an honorable mention. Okay, well I'll bring that something from that uh, on my list because Tiamat's like number two for me. Ooh. So my, I guess we'll we'll go with we'll go with a great one that I don't think anybody's going to mention: Puff the Magic Dragon. Oh, oh my God! Oh. My magic dragon lives I totally forgot to upload that song. And frolic so in, in I do. Uh, you do. In a land from Hanalee. I do. I haven't said what? it yet, so uh. he still gets it. <laughs> Yay! What, well, out of Queenie, just out of curiosity, what number is your puff at? Uh, number four. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, good. You'll get puff nice. So you'll get. Yeah, I've got childhood connections. Oh, me too. Me too. My mom had the 45 and played the shit out of it growing up. So, uh, uh, but, uh, so that means when it gets to you again, you get to pick something else, but we haven't gotten you. Yeah. Hold on the line. All right, Tommy, That's talk about. Cool. I'm just glad. <laughs> well, it's a great talk. folk song, man. It is. It is. And it's about smoking weed, which is even better. I know. I can neither I can neither confirm or deny that rumor. <laughs> and now we have And now we have like Snoop Dogg singing smoke weed every day. <laughs> yeah, well, but, but, but Puff wasn't just about weed. I mean it, it really was about the loss of innocence. I mean, listen to the lyrics. It's really yeah, you know, when people grow up and they they, they they let go of their dreams and goals, and that's 
what it is, and it's not a happy story. <laughs> it's no, it's have not. A happy ending. So no, it's like I an Irish song. song. It sounds happy, but it ain't. No, <laughs> it's not a happy song. Yeah, and there's weed references too, but you know. <laughs> the 60s everybody had a weed reference right uh, oh yeah absolutely so tommy did you what was it just the song or did you watch the the specials that used to be on the air because i remember them first run of course i had I, I watched the cartoon when i was little because it was for my generation yeah i know, you know? i remember so them quite clearly them. so uh it's funny because yeah there was just so many i like Dragons I missed, and Puff was one of them. I can't believe that. Okay, fabulous. So we're at number five, and I know that this is probably on Aaron Marie's list somewhere. And I told you I was really surprised that a couple of friendly dragons made it onto my top five. And this one in particular is probably my favorite friendly dragon of all time, and it's Falcor from NeverEnding Story. I knew it. I knew it. Falcor. I knew it. That's my number two. <laughs> Falcor's my number two. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I do that sometimes just to annoy my husband. We love Falcor. (laughs) So, anyway, Falcor. But anyway, uh, have you ever heard the, uh, was it the Lonely Island version of that where Falcor eventually, like, rapes Atreo? No. (laughs) I did. I didn't upload it. Maybe I'll play it for you off air. Um, oh, no. So, but anyway, so I love Falcor. I love the never-ending story. Uh, and we could actually do an episode just on the never-ending story. I mean, it really is one of the most fun German fantasy movies in, of the 80s. And, I, 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 and, and you know, and the fact that verisimilitude was so low in that movie, I think is why it holds up because it never looked real to begin with. So it's aging, yeah, no, it aging badly. You know, the only thing that's kind of aging a little worse is some of the flying sequences because, unfortunately, when you have dragons, someone always tries to animate a flying sequence, and sometimes they work. Yeah, sometimes they don't. <laughs> Uh, you know, at the time, worked. they worked really well. They don't work quite as well now, but how many people, if we could raise hands here, which we can't, but you can say, you can say I or whatever. When, when Bastion raises his hand up in glory and is on top of the Luck Dragon at the end of that movie, how many of us were cheering just <laughs> as loud as he was when we first saw that movie? Bye. Oh, always. <laughs> oh, my God. Over here. And no, my friends and I, my friends and I used to joke all the time that we could have owned uh, the movie like ten times over because we used to rent it like o- at almost every slumber party, and we had the biggest <laughs> crush in Atreyu. <laughs> so I mean, absolutely, that was a part of my adolescence in a big well, way. Talk about somebody who that was on HBO every really weekend well. and I never watched it. Oh, really? I love that movie. Noah Hathaway still looks good. He looks good at 14. He looks good in our He's my age. He was, you know, same age as me. So I didn't have to. I, he aged along with me. I got. I can enjoy him. So. Uh, oh, not no, only but, that, uh, but he he does conventions and uh, he's also a tattoo artist. 
And my friends and I always used to say that we were going to get the Oren tattooed on ourselves, and now it's like literally, if I meet Noah Hathaway, he's going to put the Oren on me himself. <laughs> I wonder how many people have asked him that. I bet you they have. I bet you a shit ton of people. So, so Tommy, you have not seen Never Ending Story. Was that what I just heard from nope. you? Yeah. Oh, my God. we got to fix that. I have never seen it. It's I don't care. It's really good. Really? Oh. You like, it, it's got music. And it's like all sorts of great stuff in it. I mean, I, I, I well, love when I series, so. When I spent a week up in Pennsylvania, they were playing it at the Colonial at 10 a.m. and at 1 p.m. And I almost went to the 1 p.m. show, but I was just so beat. <laughs> oh, right. I had well, never seen it. That's interesting because to me, I mean, and there's a really scary villain in that movie. The the Gamork, which is the wolf, is terrifying. Uh, all it came the, out at all a the time. Plastic... See, and it Go came ahead. out at a time that it's like I'm not a Power Rangers fan either for the same reason. It came well, out at a time when Rangers I wasn't was in the early 90s. When I wasn't in a, I'm no longer a teenager and I'm not an adult yet. Okay, so I was too old for Power Rangers. And I think I was too mature because here I am reading Stephen King and shit like that at this age when the Never Ending Story well, was, came out. And I'm just I was graduated too. from high school. I was doing both. It came out in 1985, right? Yeah, it was like the, it was mid 80s. Yeah, I was already like 84, I, I think. Okay. That's right. You're, I, you're, I was a senior. I was a junior Tommy, in high you're, school. School. you're a little older than I am. You're about five years old. Yeah, I'm a little older than you guys. That. Right. Yeah, so. I don't know about me here. <laughs> I think we're the same age. I just turned no. 50. Okay. okay, no, we're not. <laughs> no, you're not 50. Well, you're, you're not 50. You're not 50. No, I ain't 50. Well, I ain't 50. No. Well, go back. It's a really good film. I really enjoy Never Ending Story. I think it, of, of the 80s fantasy films, it still holds up, and, and I really appreciate it. When you hear it, my next pick, you'll understand what my dragons were. Oh, Trust me, that really I actually get it that a friendly point. dragon on my list shocked the shit out of me. So uh, so we're going to go to Queenie, and we already know her number four was Puff. So she's welcome yeah. to bring something from six through ten or one of her honorable mentions up. I'm going to do something that's probably a little weird. I don't know if any of you guys saw this show, but the dragon from Merlin, the show Merlin. Yes. Yeah, the one in, British one. The British one, the one with the teenage boy? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. He makes a deal with a dragon in it. Oh. I I don't know that show very well, actually. It's a really good show, actually. If you like the Merlin legends, yeah, it's it's really well done. The dragon, like, lives under the castle. And he'd go visit it, and I think they made, like, some sort of deal where they share a soul now or something. That could be risky. Yeah, that kind of story. And it's done better than they did it in other movies. You know what I mean? I already know I already know which movie <laughs> did not make my list with that exact storyline. We won't talk about that. <laughs> but anyway. Right. But, um, so so shit. Okay, so I have to now watch Merlin. Yeah, Merlin. Because there's a badass dragon in it. And so Aaron Marie totally. saw this dragon. So, and I think yes. it's voiced by John Hurt. It's voiced by John Hurt, the dragon. If you oh, need more well, reason. That, 
John Hurt. Rest in peace, man. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so John Hurt is the dragon. Well, you know, that's another thing about my dragons. Is sometimes the voice actors are just as awesome as the dragon they're voicing. So that's always a good thing. John you know? Hurt's a dragon, obviously. But you might <laughs> All right, Erin Marie, are you ready for your number four? Uh, my number four, uh, hold on, it just went right out of my head, which is ridiculous. Crap. Why can't That's I think cool of thing. it anymore? No. Um, no, I ended up with two friendly dragons on my list because I really do love Toothless from the uh, How to Train Your Dragon series. The Night Fury. So it's probably another movie that Tommy has never seen. So no, I've not seen dragon. that one either. That's it a is nice the dragon. best, best anti-war film to come out in years. I I, I was in <laughs> shock how well written this fucking movie is. It is a great film, and yes, I absolutely love Toothless. Aaron, why is Toothless awesome? It just, it's such a fun little series. I mean, it got a lot of attention at the time. My brothers were really into it. And now I've, now I remember what I wanted to place at my top four, but I'll just put it at my number three because it was so good. Exactly. Anyway. Ranking subjective uh, anyways, so. Well, I I keep thinking of ones and I'm like, oh yeah, that dragon too. That's why I said write it down. It's always good to write it down because if you write it down, (laughs) even if you don't use the list, you'll remember it later. So, well, one of my kids came out to ask me a question, so it threw me off my game. (laughs) (laughs) You know how I was bitching about flight sequences and dragon movies that there seems to be a lot of them, and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. I have to say that the dragon sequences and how to change your dragon are the best flying sequences I have ever seen for dragons. And, 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 oh my God. Watching the Night Fury move, especially the opening sequence of how to train your dragon two, oh, is so beautiful. And, and the 3d it really even is more. Oh, so incredibly good. So, um, so I love the Night Fury. And he's he's fast and he's nubile and he's got a hell of a breath weapon. Um, but all the dragon designs in How to Train Your Dragon are, are original and cool, you know. Anything else, Aaron? Or Queenie, do you want to add anything to this? Uh, no. I love Toothless, but that's all I can say. <laughs> you guys have said it all. Well, but it's also there's Vikings too, which Queenie, we know you know a lot about Vikings. Uh, I do I mean, love Vikings, and they did a pretty good job with an animated short that's supposed to have Vikings in it. Like they did a good job. They look like real Norse people. Uh, the, the the voice work and the acting is very very well done for the show. I mean, it really is like they yeah. actually feel like characters. They give you time to learn who these people are. Uh, you know. And then yeah. I just, yeah, yeah. It, and I really like that about these movies. Once again, good kin films. It doesn't matter what you tell; it's how you tell it. And if the writing's good, the writing's good. So uh, you yeah. know. But all right, Tommy, you've been getting through these friendly dragons long enough. Give me your number four. It's a friendly dragon. Ah, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> H- HR puffin stuff. Oh, is he really? Oh, he is a dragon. 
faggot, isn't he? Yeah, he is. <laughs> Richie Poo. Oh my God, HR Puff and stuff. Oh my God. That little magic flute. I want to kill that boy. Oh my God, I totally you know, that forgot I grew up with about that show, him. man. That show's the best. HR Puff and Funny, stuff. Funny, because that was never my favorite show by the city of Marty Croft. My favorite was always Land of the Lost. Loved Land well, of the yeah. Lost. Oh my God. Oh, it was so good. So, <laughs> but tell me, why is Puff, H.R. Puff and stuff an awesome dragon? Besides, he has his own magical because, land. Well, yeah, well, that in and of itself says it all, doesn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, heck, we could all use our own <laughs> islands, right? Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And that, that was such a great show. And uh, you know what? Witchy Poo and watching The Wizard of Oz during that time period, you know, the whole Magical Land of Oz and the Magical Land of H.R. Puffin stuff were very similar in theme. Well, it's about so that's, getting you know, a kid home, They right? blended together. Yeah. You know, and, and this was this show was more appealing to me than Wizard of Oz was just because of the fact it was a little boy. You know? Um. It, because Tommy, I'm a little do you remember boy the last episode? Do you remember what happened? No, I do not. He found <laughs> out he could never go home again, and he got stuck there for the rest of his life. Oh. I'm serious. How the show ends. Wah, wah, wah. He's in a coma. Uh, <laughs> he was tripping on too much acid. It's Lidsville, dude. Lidsville. you got to be careful in Lidsville. <laughs> so, yep. yep. Yeah. I, Sid and Marty Croft is that they're their own level of weird and psychedelic, and I've always wished that I was alive. Well, I was old enough to go and see the theme park that existed for one season. I can't even imagine what it must have been like. You can supposedly break in and still go see it abandoned, uh, but I think it's now finally been raised and they're using the property for something. But for a long time, you could break into the world and Marty, Sid and Marty Croft as an abandoned theme park. So. Wow. I know. Isn't that crazy? You'd really be in the land of the lost at that point, wouldn't you? Uh, I know. I don't even want to know what. Oh, I bet you'd be a badass log ride to have land of the lost theming. Anyway. There's a horror novel in there somewhere. There really Uh, is. I'm sure there is. set up for a horror novel. Uh, speaking of which, Jurassic Park um, or Jurassic World, the 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 you know the movie, they just came out with a roller coaster tycoon version. No. So you can build you can build your own Jurassic World now, and then have this, and then the you can actually set it so the um, dinosaurs will go on a rampage. So, <laughs> so you get to destroy it too, which is awesome. That's always good for you know the insurance companies, yeah. Well, you know, you know, we got dinosaurs that go amok. It's what happens. Dragons, they, they're smarter than dinosaurs. I want to point that out. So everybody's they picking good dragons now. Is anybody going to pick a badass yeah. dragon? Oh, yeah. No, I've got badass ones. So um, number I four wouldn't say the dragon good. in Merlin is good. I wouldn't say he is evil, but he is out for himself. I think Tiamat is evil. I think Tiamat is beyond evil or good because of what I think some dragons are. Tiamat's lawful evil. Tiamat's lawful evil. Lawful evil. 
lawful evil. That is true. Lawful evil. But he's not like, but, but there's rules to Tiamat's evil. You know, it's not like he's willy-nilly blowing shit up all the time. You know, he's got shit to do. So, or she's got shit to do, I should say. Um, so, number four for me was also Toothless, the Night Fury from How to Train Your Dragon. So, we've talked about that. So, I am going to bring up an honorable mention. And I mentioned this to Queenie earlier. And she's only a dragon for a few moments. So, that's why I made her an honorable mention. And that is Madame Mim from The Sword and the Sorcerer. She's one of my favorite dragons. Yeah. So... So, oh yeah. This, uh, she's and on my one, fave. She's not, and she's not a friendly Matt dragon. Matt Houston, she's your sword. <laughs> I didn't say purple There's dragon, both. did I? You know, and, and and the whole sequence with Merlin and her and the and the animal duel is a classic. Uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. The drawing is the animation's not nearly as well done as Maleficent. That's why she made it to my honorable mentions and not on my top ten list. But I, as a, as a dragon goes, and as the moment of the sequence when she becomes a dragon, there's just a lot of fun and payoff. And I love her song. She's actually on our sexy witch um, a list. If you go into our sexy witches pages, I have oh, yeah, a sexy she is. witch list. And the reason is, is she can be, choose to be beautiful and she chooses not to, and that's why she's a sexy witch. So, uh, you know, she's awesome. She's like, she's completely self-actualized in who she is. And you know what, Merlin, honestly, there's some sexual chemistry going on between her and Madam Min. We know there's history. You know it. Because, you know, Merlin, even in the Disney form, is not exactly a saint either. So, you know, he's, he's a sorcerer. They have their own mores and stuff. Is this another movie that Tommy has not seen? Sword and the Sorcerer, or Sword and the Stone, I should say. Sword and the Sorcerer is a different Yeah, that's, that's why I made fantasy, the Lee Horsley movie. jokes earlier. Because you misset <laughs> it. It's Sword and the Stone, and that happens to be yeah, my know, number I... one all-time favorite Disney movie of all time. So, yeah, I've seen it. Awesome. Awesome, great. So, was, is Madame Mim on your list, Ben? No. No. I didn't <laughs> counter. She's only a dragon for 2.3 oh. seconds. I know she's not in there. You know what? I've been doing that a lot lately. I've been saying the wrong things, and I'm catching it after the fact. And I don't know why. I did it on twice on on Necrocasticon on Tommy's show, and I've been doing it on this show. I don't know. I got okay. Work on I didn't do that. Well, I hope so because I suck. Anyway, <laughs> so um, we're to number three, right? Three, Queenie, three. Three is good. Go ahead. Yeah. From now on, my dragons are badasses, just so you know. Go ahead. Three. Well, I'm going to just be the weird one and do something anime-based and something that my husband makes me watch on occasion, which is Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z! Excellent. <laughs> Tell us about Dragon Ball Z, and I know nothing about it. He's a wish dragon. You basically, you know, you get all the Dragon Balls together, and then you get to make a crazy wish, and he'll give you whatever you want. But he only does it once, and then he drops the balls again, and you got to find them again. And this is pretty much the series. <laughs> <laughs> so you find the balls, and then you make a wish, and then you have to start yeah. over and get more balls. I think yeah. I remember. But there's, but, there's all but there's other that's shit in between, bit, of course. I was going to say, that's a little simplified that's, I, from what I remember Dragon Ball <laughs> like. Dragon Ball Z has become this crazy thing, but it just started with a simple idea that there was this, like, kid, and he's got magical powers, and he has to go find Dragon Balls, and he has to fight bad guys, and then he gets to make a wish. And usually it's to wish your friends back because they're dead. 
<laughs> Lots of people die oh. on the show and then come back and then die again because it's anime. So who's your favorite character? Vegeta, because he's nuts. <laughs> he thinks he's like a god or something because he's the prince of all science. But he ends up fighting all these things that are harder than him, <laughs> and it just hurts his ego every time, and I love it. Well, oh, is that the little old awesome. bald guy? No, he's the guy with the pointy hair who's always fighting Kakarot. He calls him Kakarot. Because uh, that's his real name. One of, I met at Otakon one of the people that was in Dragon Ball Z. I might have to look up who it is, but I totally oh, that's cool. up. And it's and and he and I went to a voice panel. He was teaching people how to speak, like how to do voice dubs for for anime. Nice. It was actually really awesome. He didn't speak any English, right? So he had to be a right. translator. But it was totally the shit. And let's see if I can figure out who it is, because I don't know shit about Dragon Ball Z, but I knew him <laughs> because he also did a few Miyazaki movies. So you know, he wasn't like obscure. Oh, if you know what I'm saying? You, you know, um, let's see. I have no idea what I'm doing. Forget it. Anyway, keep talking about Dragon Ball Z for a second, because I'm going to see if I can answer this. Okay. Well, like, my my actual take on Dragon Ball Z came from the Abridged series, because it's so much funnier there. It it makes more sense to me there. Like, that's how I actually learned the plot of Dragon Ball Z, because, like, I didn't give a crap. But watching this Abridged show is so funny, and they're all really good voice actors that do this. It was just so good. that Vegeta's character is hilarious in the show. So he's my favorite now. Because <laughs> he is the hype. Well, I don't remember. I, I don't remember who who it was, but it was definitely Japanese. Uh, <laughs> that narrows it down. That's okay. Some that's okay. Uh, you probably didn't okay, expect either, me to throw that curveball. <laughs> either way, though, it was awesome because he and his other chick, and then they had people come up and and they read to each other. You missed this episode. I talked about it, and they read and then they read it four times to get the sync up and it was really neat to watch how to do a Japanese cadence and how they do voice work. So, and then, you know, I'm a voice nice. actor geek. So that was just yeah. incredible. So fabulous. Dragon Ball Z is awesome. I wish I knew it better. I actually usually turned it off by the time I'd go to another show. Uh, I think um, Hulk was on at the same time and I watched the Incredibles <laughs> instead. I know I'm terrible. Uh, so, I never uh, watched so, any of that either. Uh, it's a little past my time. I wouldn't too, I have it was for my husband. Because <laughs> I usually just watch so, movies. That's what I do. Well, but there's some elements to it. I and mean, they're always angry but on that. Usually I watch other I think it's funny. You know, so. Erin Marie, what's your number three? My number three is Draco from Dragonheart, voiced by Sean Connery. Uh, <laughs> I saw <laughs> someone. I saw it in theaters. (laughs) I I saw it in theaters when I was like a sophomore in high school, and I remember some asshole like ruining the ending for me like before I went in because he was coming out as I was going in, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you know the dragon dies," and I'm like, "You suck ass." (laughs) But but it ended up being like one of my brother's favorite movies too, and he named his son Drake. 
because him and his uh, girlfriend shared just a love of dragons, and that was one of their favorites. I wish I could say I like that movie. I know why a lot of people like yourself like Dragonheart, and I know why they like it, but I would say that of all the dragons in film, he's my least favorite. I, 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 and Aaron, I think I Aaron, you know, you know, Aaron, you know I love you, right, Aaron? Um, yeah. But I'm with Liz on this. I just can't <laughs> buy a dragon that walks like a cat. Because he walks no, like a giant no. tiger. I can't, I, can't, I can't say that because Toothless is a cat, so I can't honestly say that. That's not why I don't like him, but I don't like him. <laughs> Queenie, yeah, do you Toothless like You cat. <laughs> it's just turned into murder, Aaron. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Aaron. Aaron I love you. No. I, no, I don't mind cool. at all. I Like, as far as 90s movies go, it is a seriously weak movie, but it just came around at the right time, and, and my nephew's named after it, so it just kind of holds a special place. And, and Dina Myers, who's one of my favorite actresses, stars in it. So I give it a pass for that, because no, people don't use Dina Myers enough. You know what I'm saying? Aaron? And, 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 you know, and Dennis Quaid's in it, and, you know, who else? There's a lot of actors in it. Sean Connery, Dennis Quaid, that's the reason not to watch it. But that's all uh, I don't Dennis like Sean Quaid's Connery. in some really great movies. Merlin does a better I, dragon with that kind of story. John Hurt is the dragon. Oh, God, you yeah. You will love him better. You will love him so much. I just find Sean Connery distracting when I hear his voice as, as the dragon in that movie. It just pulls me out of he it. He's like, Sean Connery. genuine in that movie. Yeah. I could oh, listen man. to I Sean Connery would... read the phone book, though. <laughs> I like okay. Sean what, I felt the same way about, um, what's his name, Aslan in, in, in the Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, who played Oh, my Aslan? God. Yeah, Liam Neeson. Le- I love Liam, Liam Neeson. Every time I heard his voice, it just pulled me out of it. You know, I was like, ah. That's not, you know, that's not a lion. That's Liam Neeson. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like, okay, Christ Lion, Liam Neeson. I'm so confused right now. So, uh, <laughs> but you know what? It, a lot of people agree with you, Erin Marie. And just because we're old, jaded, sexy witches here doesn't mean a lot of other people don't agree with you. And it spawned, unfortunately, two sequels. So <laughs> it was like it a did. huge it hit did. for them. Yeah, so there's that. So. So, Tommy, after we accidentally, well, we kind of squashed poor Aaron Marie's choice, even though I'm validating it at the same time, what is your choice for number three? Ah. Sin Fang Foom. You have no clue who he is, do you? No. Sin Fang Foom. Sin Fang Foom is a dragon in the Marvel Comics universe. Oh, Oh. I don't know. See Marvel. Over yeah, my head. he's one of, okay. yeah, yeah. He is. Uh, he's an enemy of Iron Man. Um, in fact, uh, he's an enemy of the Iron Fist. He's pretty damn nice. pretty badass. Big giant green fucking dragon, and he shapeshifts too. So, nice. I'm looking him up yeah. right really now. Cool. So what he looks like? That's a good choice. Oh my god, he's scary as fuck. He's an Asian dragon. Yep, he's yeah, an Asian he's dragon. He's a big take names. He's kind of humanoid the way he walks, looking at this. Yep. So, mm-hmm. A little bit different. Okay, so 
What is your favorite comic book with him in it? Uh, it looks like he's in a bunch of strange tales. Well, yeah, he fight. You know, there's different incarnations of Fin Fang Foom, but my favorite one is as a Hero Clicks piece. I used to play the Hero Clicks game, and that's like a, a miniature war game with Marvel Comics or DC Comics characters. And I had the um, Horror Clicks version. I know yes, what you're talking about. Yep, I still have my horror. Yeah. Clicks, but I sold all my hero clicks because I got, you know, loot for them. Um, but uh Fin Fang Foom figure was gigantic. It, it took up like half a freaking map. <laughs> so of course I had to have it. So um that's why I, that's my favorite thing about Fin Fang Foom. He's such a big damn hero clicks piece and he was pretty cool a pretty cool sculpture to have sitting around in your living room. Well, and it's a dragon I would have never come up with in a million years. So I'm really glad and you so brought him up. That's why I came on your show this week. Because, you know, we've oh, got to talk see. about all the dragons. Well, yeah. we do have to talk about all the dragons. I, there's so many dragons. And I, I actually went to a panel at Awesome Con about dragons. And that was awesome. And unfortunately, I wanted to bring the guy on, who I also met him at Scares of Cares again, uh, that did the panel, but I wasn't able to contact him in time, so I'm kind of bummed about that. But he was a really big inspiration for this dragon uh, talk we're having now. So got to include all the dragons. He did not include Fin Fang Foom, though. So, uh, you know, kudos to you, Tommy, for that. So, Thanks. <laughs> all right. Are you ready for this? I'm, I'm done with friendly dragons. At this point, fuck, the, fuck people, their food. Are you ready? Fuck, this is the fuck people their food. Number three, my favorite. And yes, the movie isn't great. I don't care. It's got helicopters and people hunting dragons from the sky. Crazy ball-headed Matthew McConaughey. London oh, in shit. flames and ruins. It is the movie oh, no. Reign of Fire. I love the design of the dragons in Reign of Fire. Oh, dragons that would be so bad. It's it, Well, but there's a yeah. lot of bad movies with good dragons, and the dragons themselves true. are pretty awesome. I mean, they... they yeah, that's they, true. They, they, they are pretty cool. I, they're very good-looking dragons. They act like dragons, and a dragon apocalypse, to me, is actually scarier than a zombie apocalypse, because you're not going to well, survive yeah. a dragon apocalypse. Oh, my God. Can you imagine what a dragon apocalypse would be like? It would be terrible. Terrible. <laughs> well, fire everywhere. We have to start there. Fire everywhere. Everything oh, yeah. would be on fire. Everything. And they live off on ash. fire. They eat yeah. Oh, they just breathe it in. You know. You know. Like they're snorting. They're just gonna. They're just gonna eat all your women, or rape them, and then all eat them. them. Not necessarily in that order. They're going to um, take all your gold, and then they're going to eat you as they burn down your houses. So that's what they do. They're terrible, terrible, terrible monsters. And I kind of have a soft spot for that movie because I think it's an interesting idea. It's a concept that I think that if in the right hands could be a very good movie. I think you need to go back and revisit the movie because there's no need to say it could be a good movie because it is a good movie. You're just not, I'm not watching the movie. Don't think so. That's the problem many it's people have with Rain of Fire. It's an incredible well, film. It's very no, well No, it's told. a bad movie with a good idea. That is what it is. I don't think it's an incredible movie. I think it I could think have the, been that there was wasted potential. I don't think the script holds up to the, to the concept 
or the performances. Thank you. Some of the nuances Honestly, just, of it that are so great, the, uh, the retelling of Star Wars to the kids, mm, little things like mm-hmm. that make this such a good movie. And the cast is just stellar. I like the cast a lot. I think Matthew Mc- it's one of my favorite unsung Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey Christian Bale. Christian Bale before uh, he uh, got famous, Christian Bale. Yeah. Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Clive Owen's fun. So, so Tommy agrees with me about Rain of Fire. So I just, I think, I just, I, I can't hate the movie. I really like the movie. But then again, I also, one of my honorable mentions is very similar, and it is a terrible film, and I love it too. So, uh, you know, it's what, it, I, I, I don't call Rain of Fire a guilty pleasure, because I'll be honestly, I'll just tell people I like that movie. But it is one of those movies people go look watch at it and go, again when I'm huh? Going <laughs> so... So that's my first of my uh, not nice dragons, and so we are now to oh, number two, Queenie. What is your number oh, no. two dragon? <laughs> you see. don't know. Oh, I do know. How about Maleficent? Oh. The oh, mighty, Malef- beautiful oh, Maleficent. Yeah. Oh, Wanted evil God. dragon. A female even- evil dragon, even. Yeah, totally. Ooh, I wasn't rare. even counting Maleficent, but she's amazing. And she's she a black is. dragon, she's my favorite kind. She's only a dragon like 4.6 seconds as opposed no, to... No, she's always three. a dragon. She just turns into one at the end, okay? Inside her heart, she's a dragon. Well, Yeah, she's she, definitely she's a, a dragon lady. Well, see, this is the thing. It really depends on how you dissect it. And unfortunately, I've spent a lot of time dissecting Sleepy Beauty. More than probably any person on Earth should be dissecting Sleepy Beauty. <laughs> and she's First of all, you know, because she's the four corners and the balance yep. to the other three fairies. So she's definitely a fae. And she's fae before dragon, honestly. So really, is the question is, is she a fae and that turns into a dragon or is she a fae that glamours into a dragon? And I always thought they, that her take, her takedown is way too easy. Like she dies way too easy mm-hmm. in the story. So I always thought it was a glamour. And she's still very much alive. I don't know because there's like things that I read that say she's a dragon first. But Disney made her into a dragon first and then she just comes off as like a fae. I don't know though. I'm not a, I'm not a big Disney fan. She's just one of my favorite Have female dragons. Have you watched the movie? No, I heard Waffle. No, yeah, I've watched the it. movie. She's a fae. She's clearly stated well, as being they, fae. Yeah, and that came talk- later. Yeah, but here's what's not even like that can be justified. It's that she doesn't turn into a dragon in in the movie Maleficent, the live action version. Angela Jolene has the Angelina Jolie has the like cheekbones to play a fucking dragon, and she does not turn into a dragon in that movie. It pisses me off to no end that Maleficent did not turn into a dragon. There is a dragon in that movie, but it's not Maleficent. And I'm like, come on. This is not right. This wow. is not canon. Okay. You had one thing I think to they do, ruined the original Disney. story. One thing. Angelina yeah, Jolie Dragon. She's been a dragon before, by the way. This would be her second dragon. Yeah. She was in Beowulf. She played Grendel's mother. Yes, Beowulf. So, yeah. yes. She was so awesome She's not that. the... 
Yeah, well, way better than Maleficent. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so well, Maleficent, that's why I was talking way, about, like, old school Maleficent. Old school Maleficent <laughs> is number 10 on my list, just so you know. Because she so was very big in that 10. one, okay? In old school Maleficent, and, they didn't pigeonhole her. You had to decide for yourself if she was either fae or a dragon. Either way, I always thought she was an easy takedown, and she's immortal, and there's no way that that, that like, sword killed her. I still, to this day, am in denial that she died. What did you think of that? <laughs> no, she, she just she, went into hibernation. She might have She lost her corporal form. We know that happens to immortals sometimes, you know? And then, like, you know, Harry yeah. Potter has to come and raise How many excuses are you going to come up with? <laughs> she's dead. <laughs> She's not dead. She's used to She's it. If you She's can make excuses Elvis, for Reign okay? of Fire. She's not Elvis. If you can make excuses for Reign of Fire, I can make excuses for Maleficent. But either way, she totally is acceptable. I, I also have her on my list as well. Maleficent. She's at least a dragon so for love... enough time. <laughs> well, she's my favorite villainess of all time. When it so, number two. Matter of fact, the dragon at my number two, which I won't talk about, is on my favorite Disney villains list. But we will talk about that in a minute uh, because we got to talk to Erin Marie. What is your number two? Uh, we already covered my number two since it was Falcor. So okay. I would like, uh, I can't remember the name of the dragon from um, the Chronicles of Narnia series, the one that was in Curse of the Dawn Treader, but that's also one of my favorite literature dragons. Good choice. What is that? I don't remember the dragon name for that one. But yeah, isn't he like a person dragon or something? Yeah. Let's see. It was somebody that got like super greedy and cursed with uh, being a dragon that's lived on that island for like hundreds of years. Fucking cool. Yeah. I just love that whole book though. It's like my favorite out of the series. Curse of the Dawn Treader. uh, the curse, uh, the voyage of the dawn Trader is really awesome. Uh, I actually it was one of my favorite books from the Narnia series as well. It reminded me of what's the dragon in uh, the uh, the Ring of the Nibelung and Siegfried. There's a dragon that's a a, a, a giant that Siegfried has to fight. That's yeah. that's protecting Groom Hilda, and uh, you know as she's slumbering. And so I always they're kind of the similar dragons, you know, <laughs> very similar dragons. So. I don't actually know his. Uh, I think it's Eustace Scrub is the name of the dragon. Is that right? Yes. Would that be it? Yeah, I think that's it. I used to because I'm looking it up right now. So, but that's a good yeah, choice. Right. Not to go. Yeah. So uh, I had to look him up. I'm very good at googling, but I don't like googling while I'm on air. <laughs> so it's like ah. So, oh yeah, isn't Eustace one of their cousins, and he gets turned into a dragon? Yes, yes, Eustace. That's him. I remember. See, I remember. Eustace was one of their friends, and he's a bad boy, and he gets turned into a dragon. They have to break the curse. Right? Yeah, Voyage of the Dawn Treader is when he's still extremely <laughs> spoiled, but he starts to grow up by Silverchair. Mm-hmm. Silverchair is a fucked up story, and, and they still say they're going to make one. And I'd like to see what would happen if, uh, you know, if they actually do do the It's because the rights, like, Disney owned the rights. They made three movies, and they're letting the contract go up. I think it was like a seven-year contract, so they were letting it expire. And I think it was, is 
not Fox, but one of the other studios was going to buy the rights out and finish up the series. It's it's going to be interesting because the Silver Chair takes place like last half of that book place place in one room. So how is that going to work cinematically? It'll be kind of interesting to see that. So uh, fingers crossed. So so Tommy, what's your number two? Well, we're going to go Norse. Ooh. We're gonna go with the Midgard Serpent. Midgard yeah, Serpent. Yeah. Um, probably one of the most famous dragons of all time. Not quite yep. totally a dragon, but dragon enough. Because you know, it's it only his heads on the front of fucking Viking boats. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, so he he circles the world yeah. and can put his tail in his mouth. So uh, yeah, absolutely. I love him. Yeah, to and death. the most I love famous the Norse, Norse god fought, dies fighting him, you know, Thor. So yeah, so gotta fight the Midgard serpent. That's for damn sure. All, all the so, more relevant today, considering you know, you know, Florida's gonna get drowned and Portland's on fire. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm even getting the smoke in Seattle from the Portland fires. That's what That's you scary, were saying That's on scary. Facebook. It is super scary. It is really close to me, and it has jumped into Seattle. Uh, isn't it Multnomah County? Isn't that it, like in Portland, outside Portland's burning as well? Yeah. yeah I, 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 I don't mean to sound like an inconsiderate, callous asshole right now, but we don't find a Bigfoot because of this fucking shit. There ain't one. Because <laughs> you know Bigfoot going to be running the fuck out of that forest. All right? Oh, he I appreciate your Bigfoot so. joke. <laughs> we need all the humor we can get right now. <laughs> You gotta laugh when it's sad, you know. So it's all good. It's Just true. keep your fingers crossed. So the dragons are trying to burn Seattle down, apparently. Uh, you know, they're getting there. That's why I said, like I told you, a dragon apocalypse is just not my idea of a good time. <laughs> be fascinating. Bad idea. No, <laughs> no. Dying by fire is like the worst, you know. Someone was saying, I was like listening to a Game of Thrones broadcast, and they're like, well, you know, Danny just burnt them and they burnt suddenly, which is better than wildfire. And yes, to an extent it is because wildfire will melt you. Danny's dragon well, is like immediate, it's like instant cremation. But, but this is the thing people don't know about fire. When it burns, even in that hot second, like an explosion, like a bomb goes off and you're instantly incinerated, believe it or not, it's supposed to be one of the most painful things even for that half a second you've ever experienced in your life. So it sucks. Don't die burning. <laughs> even if it's just if you're obliterated afterwards, it's supposed to be super, super, super painful. Clive Barker talks about this, actually, because he has a fear of burning to death. So, uh, you know, <laughs> which is like, you don't think that Clive Barker's afraid of many things, but fire apparently is one of them. If you think about it, he doesn't write about fire very much in his books. So maybe there's a point No, there. no, um, he doesn't. <laughs> no. His kind hell is very less fiery than you'd expect. <laughs> his hell is also really kinky. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> we won't go. <laughs> we won't go. Don't stick him out. Wow. All right, so we were at Tommy. What was your dragon again? I think we lost topic. I lost it was topic, number two. 
was the yeah, guard serpent in Norse mythology. The guard serpent, that's right. So, and don't forget, next on November, Vikings comes out for the fifth and final season. So we got to make sure we get yeah. on that. And 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 Queenie, you need to get on the show because Bill Skarsgård is is Gustav Skarsgård's brother, and he's on Vikings, and he's awesome in it. So you got to see that. So the Skarsgårds are super talented. So um, they really are. So number. Number two is another movie that Queenie needs to get on, and I even think I gave it to her. And it's my it's my favorite dark fantasy of all time, and it's also one of my favorite Disney films of all time. And it's an unsung film from 1980s, and it's called Dragon Slayer. When they were still trying to do like grown up fantasy, and the dragon himself is called is she's a, by the way it's a she. Her name is, and I had Verbal to practice this. Vermithrax pejorative. <laughs> so I had to practice that. Was I right, Tommy? Vermithrax, you got it. That's my yeah. number Ooh, one, actually. Oh, uh, well, well yeah, deserved number one. In, in my Disney villains, she he's number three um, on my list. Uh, Maleficent and Gaston are two and one, or she is. Uh, but is a the dragon, she's number two. There's only one dragon I love a little bit more than her. Uh, but when it comes to film, she is my favorite dragon. When it comes to puppetry, she's, so terrifying. she's my favorite dragon. She's beautiful. She breathes. A lot of that has to do with the puppetry of Phil Tibbet, who uh, will go on to do Starship Troopers and a bunch of other great special effects. Uh, he also did the stop animation um, previses for uh, Jurassic Park before they went CG. So if you want to Google something that's really neat, look at his stop animation of the dinosaurs that would have been in Jurassic Park if they hadn't gone with CGI. So uh, I, I, it's just stunning. And the, the battle sequences between the sorcerer and him in that, in that movie is fantastic. You also feel yeah. a bit of empathy for this creature, and so do the characters that they're fighting them. They don't want to kill this creature off. They just don't really have a choice. Because you can't have a dragon eating your virgins. It's just eventually you run out of virgins. It's just going to happen. <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, so Queenie, you still haven't seen this yet, have you? No, I still have to see it. <laughs> I've been playing, I've been under, a, while with this conversation, I've been playing the score, actually, oh, which is insane, by the way. The score is just out to lunch. Crazy score. Hey, Liz. Um, the character, yeah, you don't like it? Do we have to make Queenie walk through the streets? Shame. Shame. <laughs> no. Shame. No, Till she sees this movie. That. I would like that too much. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. You can't shame me. You can't yeah, shame you can't me, bro. <laughs> well, well, the walking part, you might not like that part. That, yeah, walk. the walking part more. would be the hard part. <laughs> yeah, but not the shaming part. That the shaming so. part. I just laugh at everyone. I also wanted to point out, I think the lake of fire that, that, that Vermin Sprax lives in is equally as terrifying as the dragon itself. Oh, yeah. Um, the, uh, the sorcerer in the movie is badass. It's, uh, you know, there's just so much. It's, it's Sir John, John Gilgood plays the sorcerer in the movie, and the main character is the sorcerer's apprentice, who is, what was he in? The guy that plays the lead in the movie. I, I can see his face. I can't think of his name at the moment. Flair. Peter Galen's name. Oh, Galen's the character's yeah. name. Galen's the character's name. Peter something or other is his name. I don't remember what he's done. So many other things. He's like a genre like regular. 
Like, you see him, he just pops up all the time. But this was like his big starring role. Uh, Pete Mitnick, Peter McNichol. Peter McNichol, that's Peter right. Nichol. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, he's on TV is in the LABO. Oh, he's uh, Dr. Yeah. Stark in Grey's Anatomy. You girls should love him. That's right. That's how Aaron would know him. He's in Grey's Anatomy. Uh, so no, I used to watch him. I used to watch him on Ally McBeal. I loved the shit out of yep. that show. Yeah, yeah. So this is his really main like starring role. Is this movie and 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 it's such an odd character and an odd part. His first movie. The whole movie. The whole move. The whole movie is really odd. I think, and it's very dark. Even for Disney, Disney can go dark. But this is dark even for Disney, and this is a true dark fantasy. And, and there's a couple of edits. Look for the longer one because the, the, the shorter original uh, – the, uh, the shorter edit t- is the one that was released after theatrical took out the best gore. And I'm talking about serious gore. There's a moment of gore in this movie. I don't even want to tell you about it because it's so shocking that it happens, especially in the Disney yeah. film, to a character you actually give a shit about. <laughs> so it, it, it it's actually really good. It's like it's like it's like the uh, you know Bambi shot the mom you know gets mother gets shot kind of moment. It's that good. So Queenie, you're gonna have to watch this movie because my second favorite dragon's in it. So okay, all right. So but now that I've berated Queenie and Aaron for not seeing things, and you know they can tell, and I didn't know about like Tom's comic book. So all of us have been hit tonight, which is great, because that means that's why I do these shows like this. Queenie, what is your number one? Well, my number one was already said, but I think I'm going to have to go with Harry Potter. There are dra- There's a dragon in Harry Potter, and I love Harry Potter, and that's why it's on my list. <laughs> well, because there's so many cool pieces dragon. in that film. The there are. There's a lot of, lot of different uh, species of dragons depending on what region they're from. Like that whole uh, goblet of fire thing with the dragons, so cool. Well, what about the the, the the albino dragon that lives at the bottom of the bank? I actually did an amusement park yeah. ride. Oh yeah, that, that one green guts dragon. <laughs> I know, abused dragon. What the fuck? That's like you know, you could be hung for or, and go and even nowadays go to jail for doing shit to horses. Abusing a dragon should just automatic death penalty. I swear. I mean, don't abuse fucking dragons. <laughs> you know, so that's just wrong. They're sentient. They speak several languages, and you're gonna treat them like that? Come on. So you know. Yeah, oh, they're wow. brilliant creatures. Nobody said smog yet. Nobody gives a fuck about smog. <clears throat> Well, well, that's what my number one is. Tommy, you're out of order. You're out of order. <laughs> we're, 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 we're. We haven't gotten there yet. Goblet of Fire. I wanted to look up the dragon in Goblet of Fire because there's a very specific dragon in Goblet of Fire. And it's a, what is it called? A hornblower? Yeah, well, Hungarian horntail. Yes. I'm a muggle. I don't Hung- care. Hungarian <laughs> horntail. Well, there's there's a side book, and I even though the movie is weird, the book is is just a list. And then once again, I love lists like monster manuals, and it's you know the fantastical beasts and where to find them, and all the all the dragons are listed in that book, at least the ones that are major in the story literature part of the story. So we love the dragons in Harry Potter, even if we don't always love the books that they're in, because I don't like the movie Goblet of Fire at all, but I did like the dragon because it was once again industrial light and magic. Did the horn tail? Yeah, they so did a really good job. Pretty fucking, 
He's they did a really good job. It's a good dragon. Oh, they're so old. They're so yesterday. Weeda's the company now. So Weeda is amazing like too. Yesterday. Weeda's just so good. Which movie? Hobbit? Weeda is just so good. Everything they've done. Weeda. The Planet oh, of the Apes yeah. movies, so that's Weeda. Yep. Was that a Weeda workshop Some of the Marvel? too? Was the I I well, the Chronicles of Nadia was a Weeda workshop. Some of it was actually. Uh there's yeah. I could go I could Big do an Kong. entire thing on Weeda on Weeda workshop. I mean, it it you know, cuz they did the uh, Lord of the Rings as well. And getting back to smog in a minute, Tommy, you're blowing my wad ahead of time. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Aaron, sorry. Aaron, I'm just that you know, exciting. Aaron Marie, what's your number one? <laughs> My number one is smog. <laughs> smog. Absolutely. My number one is smog. Tommy, is your number one smog? <laughs> no, my number one was Vermithrax. Ah, so we talked See, about I'm different. So, yeah. Smog's my number six because Benedict Cumberbund annoys me. Well, I don't count him because smog was in literature for me first. And then he was yeah. the Rankin and Bass version next. You know, I mean, so, what, what geek? What geek did not read The Hobbit as a kid? I mean, come on. Uh, I read it ninth grade, and I read Riddles. What else brought you, Lake Man? Revenge. Revenge. <laughs> I love Smog. He's a badass. Um, so tell me, Aaron, why do you love Smog? For the same well, reason. I mean, he's he's everything that a dragon should be. He's he's greedy and sinister and tricky and just all around awesome example of what a dragon should be. <laughs> I love how you can flatter Smog. Like you can tell Smog how great he is, and he loves it. He he eats it up just before he'll eat you. Yeah, no, he he he's. Smog is, you know, smog is also, once again, and this is Tolkien's themes, about the small, unassuming, being able to surmount the unsurmountable obstacle. And, and the dragon is definitely the insurmountable obstacle in The Hobbit. And I always, I always, when I read the book the first time and I was Bilbo, I was Bilbo in, in there, in the dark, with him, just going, holy fuck. He's in the dragon's lair. Holy fuck. You know, and okay, so I'm a little kid. I'm not saying fuck, but that was what my brain was telling me. I was just freaking out because, like, wow, this is a dragon, and he's got great dialogue. And, uh, you know, I actually don't like the Hobbit movies, as you know, Aaron. I hate them um, for a lot of reasons. But I don't hate Smog. I think Smog is actually pretty cool. I think he's cool. Once Smog again, is really well him. done. Yeah, so uh, I liked how Benedict Cumberbatch did this cameo on Colbert Report uh, as Smog, as Smog. Like, they did the CG thing, and it was actually really awesome. So I was like, oh, Smog. So, damn, Peter Jackson, I really need to have a conversation with him about the Hobbit movies. I really do. It started (laughs) with King Kong, honey. It started with King Kong. (sighs) I know it did. And it really tanked it. As much as I love that movie, it's too much love. And that's Uh, the problem with The Hobbit. It's too much love. Well, Hobbit, like I said, there's a a, a person did a four-hour edit of those three films. 
together and called it the token cut. And really, it, it really helps a lot, actually. Cuts out a lot of things that I thought were extraneous in those films. But they couldn't save everything. <laughs> but, um, you know, but it's still pretty. And Smog's still an awesome dragon. And, you know, he's one of the first dragons. And what I was telling Queenie before, all the D&D dragons owe their lives to Smog. Smog was the first. He was the one. I mean, there's other dragons, obviously, literature and poems. You got the reluctant dragon, dragon in the George. You got a lot of stuff like that. But when it comes to the influences of modern culture, I would say Smog is the dragon that changed it for everybody. So I would have to agree with that assessment. So, so before we go, because we're done, and 10.45, and Queenie has to leave in a few minutes. We actually ran longer than I was expecting, Queenie, but we got all of this in. Do you have any final things you <laughs> want to mention? Any dragons on your list that we didn't get to real quick? They just want a quick shout-out. One dragon I, I think we uh, missed, and that's, and since we're Disney fans, we all know who this is. So, But Black Cauldron. I love that Ooh, movie. What? And it doesn't get enough oh, credit. Yeah. It's so dark for a Disney movie. Like, it utterly terrified me when I watched it as a kid, all right? And I was a tough kid. It's a pretty scary movie, but technically, once again, those aren't technically dragons, so they count. Like, like they're wyverns, which is a dragon. Wyverns are still dragons. They're yeah. Drake. Okay. But, cool. Uh, yeah, they're in the Draco family, right? So, you know, right. it's, it's like what. It's like worms. British worms are also a type of dragon, and we could talk about Chuck Russell's Lair of the White Worm as well. I didn't. I meant. Yeah. I forgot to mention that one. Uh, yeah. There's lots of dragons. We, um, I wanted to give a shout out to D Wars, the Korean really bad dragon no. movie, but I actually oh really God. love that movie. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> there's the dragon really creatures awful. from Great Wall. <laughs> yeah. There's the dragons from the Great Wall movie. And there's also the Magic yeah. the Gathering dragon. Can't forget them. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. oh yeah. Yep. The one uh, you know, Nicol is Bolas. Worth money. Oh. Yeah, Nicol Bolas. Uh, I also wanted Walker to mention dragon. real quick, Ray Harryhausen. He he did a uh, yeah. his stop his stop drag animation dragon in Sinbad movie. Uh, we also, I want to talk about Rankin and Brass and Cool Dragons. We mentioned Smog, but the, he also did a movie called Flight of the Dragons, which is based on a great little fantasy novel called The Dragon and the George. Um, and it's really awesome. It's like D&D and science, and this guy gets sucked, turned into a dragon in this fantasy realm, and he has to use mathematics to save the world. It's awesome. <laughs> I love the movie. It's unsung. Rude book. Good movie. So, um, Erin Marie, any any final dragon shout outs? Um, the only other couple of dragons I could think of was like Mushu from Mulan and um I read Eye of the Dragon, the Stephen King book and um that I that was one of my favorites as well as Spike from uh, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Oh my god, my little pony. Oh, He's a friendly dragon, though there's some episodes with other dragons in it, and they're not as friendly, so it's pretty cool. Uh, Tommy, last dragon shout out, and I gotta get Queenie off air. She needs to go take a nap. Yeah, I gotta get off the air too. Uh, (laughs) um, I want to say the uh, Turek uh, from and the other dragons from uh, Avatar. 
Um, yeah. The thing I love about Turek is, yeah, the Avatar, the James Cameron movie. Uh, the thing I love about Turek's name is that it's a throwback and it's an homage to Turek Dinosaur Hunter, the comic book that I grew up with. So, And plus wow. that fucking thing's a goddamn beast. So, yeah, definitely that's one of, was one of my top tens was uh, the dragons from Avatar. Fabulous. James Cameron. This is a great list, and I hope people listen to this show because I think we just deep-dived and did a lot of thorough dragons of all types, music, literature, and movies. So kicking ass. So, Tommy, thank you for calling. Bye, ladies. He told me he was calling, but it wasn't planned, guys. This was kind of a surprise. So thank you, Tommy, (laughs) for calling in. When's Necropasticon coming back on, and what are you talking about? Uh, next Actually, next no, episode but... will be this Friday, uh, this this coming Monday. Uh, the, this past week's episode uh, features you guesting uh, yep. as we talk about Reanimator, as you know. So check that out at Necropasticon over at Project Enter- yes, ProjectEntertainmentNetwork.com. <laughs> and uh, next episode of The Curtain Jerkers comes up Friday morning, and we're re- interviewing some wrestler from Florida who's afraid of a hurricane, I'm sure. Ah, so great. So thank you for being on air. And Queenie, I'm going to let you go, but I want you to stay on for one moment because it actually has to do with what we were just mentioning. Thank you, Tommy, off the air. And um, I'm going to go right into the community calendar because we only have about 10 minutes, but there's two important things. I thought it was going to be sooner, but we ran long on this dragon talk, which was fine, actually, because it was a great, cool, thorough talk. But... We have some madness to talk about real quick because okay. you mentioned it and the review of it. Yes. Um, it comes out this weekend, which is our theatrical pick. Um, I also want to mention that a lot of drive-ins are doing a double feature of it with Annabelle Creation. So look for that. It's all over the place. So the drive-ins are really throwing it down this weekend. Good horror lineups on the drive-ins. But because it's already coming out early and 2017 major releases are my, is my theme for the madness this year. I am throwing an early bird special out for the madness right now. So here we go. Early bird special for the madness. Go see it. The remake. Sorry. Bill Skarsgård in the theaters for 10 points. Ladies and gentlemen, if you see it this weekend's first run. But you have to see it this weekend's first run. And if you get into the madness, let me know, and I'll add it to your overall total in the warm-up. So you'll get those points immediately. Um, and they'll be banked. And then I put them in the bank for the end of the show. So that 10 points might come in handy later. But wait, there's more. Because this weekend also, Alamo Draft House all across the country are having special clown only screenings of it you have to dress as a clown and go see (laughs) it so if you do this you have you will get 15 points if you go to the clown owning only screenings and i will give you another five points if you take a picture as a clown so if you are a clown at the screening take a selfie and let me know, and I will add that to the list. So 15 points to go to the clown-only screening, another five for the photos. So 20 points, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to go see the IT screening and the clown-only. But if you just want to see it first run at theaters, it's still a nice 10 points. So 
definitely check that out. So, Queenie, what do you think of that early bird special? I think that's pretty wicked. I think it's pretty wicked. Now, on. if you miss it, get your clown out. And the truth is, if you do miss it in the theaters this weekend, it's still six points for the madness because it's a film that comes out in 2017. So all films that come out between September 2016 and now, present day, during the madness is uh, six points, our highest point value for any single film outside of bonus, extra bonuses. So six points to see it. Now I'm going to talk. Now, Queenie, I have one more madness thing. You don't have to stay on, but you're welcome to. Uh, and then you can go, go for sure. So uh, do you want to stay yeah. on for the last madness thing or are you going to go? I'll stay for the last thing. Okay. Because what we're going to do real quick is because I had a community calendar, not going to get to it because I don't have time. Uh, but the Muppets Live is the Hollywood Bowl. Robocop 30th anniversary is in, at the OCP headquarters is in Dallas, Texas. Go check those out. And, of course, American, uh, American Horror Story Cult on FX, which will be six points during the madness is, or four points during the madness per episode. And Orville, that's Seth MacFarlane's Fox uh, Star Trek parody, all happened this weekend. But even more important this week is the Italian Horror Week. My, my boy, James Terrace, who died this year, who's been helping me with the madness since the hack and slash year and passed away in April, he did an annual Italian Horror Week. And it's happening right now on Facebook. And you can go and you can watch it. Um, you can you know, go on Facebook and they have giveaways and articles about Italian horror. And after I'm done with this, we're going to uh, close out with what we did, myself and Erin Marie. But I want to say, because I also, because Doc Terror, James Harris, is such a big influence on me, I am actually having a memorial section of the madness specifically for him. So, and I have to find it. Well, I lost it. Uh, uh, uh. I won't be able to read it to you. What kind of person am I? You think I would have my notes ready? Uh-huh. Okay. So, I don't, okay, here it is. So, I am giving six points, Queenie and Erin Marie, for, for the following people. So, normally this would be like a wild card list, but in this case, everything has to do with six points, no matter what it is. So, those people are Mario Bava, Umberto Bava, Lucio Fulci, Dargio Gento, Bruno Matai, which are all Italian horror films, George A. Romero, the director of Creepshow, which was James' favorite movie, American film, uh, Michelle Stovey, the, um, the actor um, in Demons, and he also directed Cemetery Man, Jeff Franco, the Spanish director, who's also a major player on the video Nasty List, and then I have Pino, Do- uh, uh, Pino Donadio, which is a composer, Paul L. Smith, who is the star of Pieces, and by the way, that also means Popeye with Robin Williams at six points. Toby Hooper, Riz Artola, I can't even say it, Riz Artolani, which is a composer, and Peter Cushing. So those are all going to be six points. All the British video nasties are going to be six points, and I revived the video nasty challenge. So if you watch all 72 original video nasties, you will get a flat rate of 450 points during the madness. And last but not least, we have the Italian Road Trip Challenge. I announced one on the last show, which was the Suspiria Tour, but I also have two others. And the two others will be at the end of October. So uh, Challenge 2 is attend the Frise Tufolci North American Tour as he's touring with the score to the beyond, including a, a Halloween weekend date. And Challenge 3, Goblin Sound of Earth Fear of Fear North American Tour. So Goblin's back in town. 
both of those will be 10 points plus mileage. So James is big influence, Italian horror films, and it's all going to be great. So thank you, Queenie. I know you were in, weren't intending to be on this long, but thank you. You were great, and I appreciate it. Go and rest for a while. We won't, we won't be all on right. again for another two weeks. So have a good See one, later, and thank you for being on the show. Good night. Good so, night. And Erin, thank, thank you for being on the show as well. And we had a great talk about dragons. And uh, do you have anything up the pipe for you next? We're actually off for a little while. We don't have any media conventions for a couple of weeks. Yeah, please. no, no, not anything until Walker Stalker at the end of uh, my madness month. Yeah, and I have I have the uh, Monster Mania at the end of this month, but we have a couple weeks off, so let's enjoy our rest. And um, I'm leaving us to uh, our next show will be the 19th, which will be the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness rule po- live rule reading. So I'll read the rules for the Madness live on air. And after that, after that episode, I will actually post them on Facebook, and you can actually join the active participants list if you want to actively participate in the madness this year. There will be a poster by Frank Browning, Frank Browning, and, um, you know, it'll be a lot of fun. This list has been very interesting. We're going to have a group watch of Stranger Things as well. There's so much up the pipe. I can't wait to talk about it with you guys next next episode. But in the meantime, we're out of here. One final dragon, Marin Marie. There's a show called Ted Cooper. Go. Aww. Huh? I completely forgot about Tad Cooper like an idiot. (laughs) Oh, but Tad Cooper opened the show. I played my my dragon, my dragon talent me. So we did cover him. And the newest dragon on air, there's a show called Teen Titans Go. My my daughter is a huge fan of this show. They had this big special where they did this 80 musical realm. There's a giant dragon in it, and they revived a song called The Night Begins to Shine by B.E.R., which is this 80s power anthem song and the whole universe is controlled by this song and so they have to fight the dragon who takes the song and corrupts the universe and it's well it's silly fun time but it also made the song rechart so it was back on itunes so we'll leave you with that tonight we'll see you in the 19th good film hunting blessed be good night everyone i hope you have a wonderful couple of days before halloween season and madness Oh,
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.